Cool. So we are picking back up with the Beatitudes here. Um, and we are in Matthew 5, 9. Okay. So I guess before you turn there, or as you turn there, whatever you would like to do, um, can you guys hear me okay if I talk like that? Great. Uh, so I was thinking about tonight's message and what a time for a message like this. If you're familiar with Matthew 5 9, it's all about peacemakers. And uh, <coughs> I don't know if there's a time in our lives that we'll ever experience this level of division again. You know? Um, and I'm not just talking about political or racial or, or anything, you know, I'm talking about just division at large. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk to you about politics tonight. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys are all just so hungry for what I am thinking politically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, so we're seeing division politically, racially, and at large in the church, right? Um, and I, th I believe that all three are sad, and I hope you understand that all three are sad in, in my perspective, but the one that hurts me the most is obviously the church um, being so divided. Um, and I guess what I mean by that is I expect a fallen world to be divided, but uh, not a redeemed church. Yeah. Um, and I hope you heard that. I, I expect it out of the world, you know? I'm not surprised that the world sins any more than I think the Lord is surprised that I sin. You know, I'm not surprised by that. Um, but what I am surprised about is the division in the church, especially when we have books like Romans and, and first Corinthians, second Corinthians, Ephesians, and all of these books, first and second Timothy, all of these books that talk about how to be united. Um, especially as a church, right? Um, yes, as a people, but especially as a church, we are one body. Um, so I guess I'm mind blown about the church. And yes, I, I do understand that it's the bride of Christ and I, I will talk about her rightly. Um, but it, it also hurts my heart to watch the outright cheating of the bride on the husband. Um, and, uh, I'm not, I'm not quiet about that. So I'm not, I don't expect you guys to be like super surprised by that statement. Um, cause I talk about it often. Um, I'm not happy that the bride is cheating on the husband as much as she is. Um, AKA church Jesus. I hope you, you know, and I hope I know who I'm talking to. Um, but I'm sure, you know, we'll talk about that more as this kind of message goes on of what the heck's going on. Um, so let's get our eyes on the word, Matthew 5, 9, if you would turn there. Um, if you got paper, do it. Um, if you got phone, that's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. Um, so Matthew 5, 9, it reads, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God. Um, huge. Yes. This is incredible, and it's kind of one of those is like, where's the sign-up sheet? Because I want my name on it, kind of thing. You know, I want to be that kind of person. And 
I think that in order for us to understand this in its entirety is we need to understand what a peacemaker is, right? Because I can, I can understand like that on surface level as someone who makes peace or somebody who brings peace or uh, invests into this thing called peace, right? I can get on board with all that and yeah, that's great. But what was Jesus saying? And to understand what Jesus is speaking here, we need to understand what this peacemakers means, right? So, uh, first off, let's let's kind of go one layer deeper, um, and let's look at the dictionary. What the dictionary says about peacemakers, and I promise the whole entire message will not be this, okay? But bear with me because I think this is important, okay? The dictionary defines a peacemaker as a person who brings about peace. <laughs> cheating right especially in reconcil in reconciling or reconciliation right it's a it's someone who brings about reconciliation okay um rule number one don't use the word in the definition yes i get that so um peace if a peacemaker is somebody who brings about peace then we need to understand what peace means right um peace is freedom from disturbance um, or a time period of no war or a war being concluded. So this is pretty interesting, right? Somebody who, a peacemaker is somebody who brings about freedom from disturbance. A peacemaker is somebody who comes about and says, hey, there's no war or the war is over. Does this make sense so far? Yeah. Good. So this is pretty cool. And, you know, I think of this like from a biblical perspective is when peace came, the war ended and was concluded. Right? So who is peace? Anybody know who peace is? Jesus. Great, great. He's actually... Uh, the Prince of Peace, right? Yeah. Not only just the word, he's actually a ruler of peace. He actually holds authority in that word and in that dominion of peace. He's the Prince of Peace. So better way of maybe even saying this is so when Jesus came, the war ended and was concluded. Right? Yeah. If he is a peacemaker and if he is peace himself, then when Jesus came, the war is over. The war has been concluded. So I guess just in my thought process was like, okay, then why is Jesus, because Jesus came, he's the one speaking this, then why is Jesus saying, blessed are the peacemakers? You know, like, why do we need peacemakers then? If you came, shouldn't they be here? Tracking kind of my head, my headspace here as I was preparing this, just yeah. make so right because jesus came and is victorious which is great correct so then why the lack of peace this makes sense you with me yeah tracking where i'm where i'm kind of going down here so write this down peace can only be achieved when we look at peace Peace can only be achieved when we look at peace. 
And I know that's super pro profound and I know you're welcome. Just joking. No, it's actually very simple, right? And it's this whole entire concept of like these beatitudes are very, very simple, you know, like, hey, blessed are the peacemakers, period. Just chew on that, right? Just chew on that. Why are they blessed? Because those people are fixed on peace. You can't make peace if you don't know peace. Right? It's like calling yourself a, a baker when you don't know how to make a cake. Yeah. Right? That would be really, really silly, right? Be your, it would be you calling yourself a um, professional golfer when you have never swung a golf club before. Does that make sense? Right? It's, I have to know how in order to do. Yes? Okay. So, if Jesus is peace, then how can I lack it? And I think that's a question that I can't answer for you. I think I can lay it out for you and, you know, say, okay, here it is. But I can't answer that for you. Like, at the end of the day, I can't tell you why you lack peace. I could guess, right? I might take a very, very educated guess, you know, of like why you lack peace. But if, if he is peace, then how can I lack it? Then maybe it's because we actually lack Jesus. Not that he's lacking, but we're lacking, right? And then how do I be a peacemaker if I don't know peace? How do I be a peacemaker if I don't know Jesus? Does that all make sense? Yeah. With me? Yeah. So then I did a little bit of studying and like, okay, what, what were peacemakers? Because... He didn't just come up with this word and it's like, oh, all of a sudden I know, you know, do you get what I'm saying? So in Greek culture, the Greeks would actually send out ambassadors called peacemakers. And this is really cool. This, this kind of gets me a little, you know, excited and it's like, oh, wow. Okay. This almost sounds like apostolic, you know, but this is a peacemaker. So when they would hear of a quarrel or a division, the Greeks would actually send a peacemaker out as a representative and install that peace. It would reconcile, right? Isn't this crazy? Right? So this is what the Greeks would do. They would send out, and it's interesting because Jesus is almost doing the same thing. Blessed are the peacemakers, saying, hey, I'm sending you out, and because of that, you're going to be blessed. And you're going to be called children of God, right? But we won't get to that point yet. We're almost there, all right? So when we hear Jesus saying, blessed are the peacemakers, there is, there is this sense of being an ambassador or a representative of Jesus. Yes? Almost sending out to heal divisions and wars. Right? Not to stew them up right? <laughs> Some of us are really good at stewing them up and saying, all right, well, you said that about me. Here's something about you. And you said that about me. And now I'm going to love that. And, and it gets into this vicious, vicious cycle of who can hit the other person harder. But instead, what this is actually talking about is, hey, 
I don't care how hard they hit you, you're to bring peace, right? You are to bring reconciliation. You are to bring it back to the way it was intended to be. Does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I think this is really cool that not only these peacemakers end wars and conclude wars and say the war is over, AKA saying victory has already been installed, right? Victory has already been downloaded, which I wish our world could understand today, right? That Jesus has come and is victorious and he has actually downloaded that revelation into all of existence that he is victorious and now therefore I am victorious, right? I wish, I wish, I wish. One day, yes, one day. Agree with me, even if you don't believe me, right? One day that will happen, yes? How is this done? With Jesus and Jesus alone, right? Again, very simple. I know there's not much profoundness in this, but this is who we're supposed to be, right? I'm sorry, you can still love somebody and disagree with them, right? You should hang out with me and Madison a little bit more. I can love her, but I can still not agree with everything that she says and, and you know, yeah, I guess says, right? I, I, I can still love her, right? I can still love Blake, even despite I disagree with him buying a jet ski. It's like, dude, I, I don't know what about a jet ski, but I can still love you despite that, correct? Right? It's not me taking part in that jet ski, because I will never take part in that jet ski. It is saying, uh, actually, actually, you're, I just love you, man. Yeah, that's it, right? There's no strings attached to this. And I think this is really important. One, for the times that we're in. Two, because this is how we're supposed to be living in the first place, right? Is being peacemakers. So again, fortunate are the peacemakers, right? Doesn't that sound nicer, being a peacemaker? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but that sounds really, really nice to me, is being a peacemaker, mm -hmm. right? It's just, I can love somebody despite of them, <laughs> right? Which I get it, it's hard, but somebody loved me despite of me, right? So if I truly believe that Jesus is love and you know that Jesus is peace then I can start trying to help in that process of being a peacemaker you know I think this is important okay makes yeah. sense yep cool would one person turn to James 318 for me somebody claim it I can do it. Thank you, Katie. Another person turned to Colossians 3.15. Got it. Thank you. And then next final person, Philippians 4.7. I got it. Thank you. James, did everybody write those down? I didn't get the second one. Second one is Colossians 3.15. Thank you. You just say the whole list one more time real quick. Yeah. James 3.18. Okay. 
Colossians 3.15. And then Philippians 4.7. Thanks. Yeah. So who's got my James 3.18? I do. Could you read it for a moment? Yeah. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Read it a little slower. Sorry. Okay. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Did you hear that? The fruit of what? Righteousness. Righteousness. What's righteousness? The standard for the kingdom. Yeah. Jesus. So the fruit of Jesus, the fruit of that way of living is what, Katie? Sown in peace. Is in peace. So what's that look like? You have to reap something in order to sow something, correct? Yeah. Does that make sense? Right? Is sown in peace. So you will receive peace when what? You portray the fruit of Jesus, yes? Right? Read the verse backwards, maybe. It'll help you understand it forwards, right? It, it, it's crazy the way that sometimes works. So if I am investing into what Jesus is doing, therefore I will receive what? Peace. I will sow peace. Does this make sense? I will invest peace. Are you catching this? Yeah. You see the simplicity of this? It's not that, okay, first step one. This is not a, a 13, you know, 45-step program. This is two steps, right? Fruit of Jesus, then, ta-da. You're already being peace when the fruit of Jesus is present. The fruit of righteousness is present. Does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. Who's got the next one? Colossians 3.15. I do. Give it to us. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Okay, so let the peace of Christ rule in your what? Hearts. In your hearts. The peace of who? Christ. Excellent. So do you guys see what's going on here? Let the peace of Christ Actually, him and his nature dwell in my innermost being. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. I know this is way too simple, and you guys are like, all right, complicate this more. Like, no, this is it. This is simple, right? This is the way it is. It's, it's so, so easy, right? So, Jaden, read it one more time for us. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And be thankful. I love it. Cool. Does that all make sense? Yeah. Rule in your hearts. Because what happens? When your heart possesses something, what happens? Your mouth speaks it. Your mouth speaks it. It is your natural outpouring, your natural overflow is when it dwells in my heart, it actually dwells outward. Yes? It actually manifests outwards. It takes over outwards. Yes? Okay. What's the last one? Philippians 4, 7? Yes. Read it. Um, 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Cool. So this is actually a receiving, yes? Because what? I receive what? The peace of God. I receive that first. And the peace of God, which is a receiving, surpasses all of my logic. Yes? So I can't put my thumb on this. I can't put my finger on this. It surpasses all of it. I can't understand it completely. Does that make sense? The peace mm -hmm. of God, which, one, I don't deserve, right? <laughs> yes? Mm -hmm. You're not an entitled little kid, right? You don't deserve the peace of God. He freely gives this peace, right? So, and the peace of God, which we receive, surpasses all understanding, surpasses all of our logic, all of our study. Yes? Yeah. And then it lands and guards our hearts and our minds for Jesus Christ. So you see the two sides of this coin of peace, right? It is one, a sowing into, and then two, a defense. Right? I only need guarded because other things are coming around me. Yes? When I have the peace of Christ, my heart and my mind is guarded. What usually takes place in, in a tormented person's life is what? It either attacks his heart or his mind, her heart or her mind. That's how it goes. It doesn't attack your finger, and then you're like, all of a sudden, I'm under torment because my finger is demon-possessed. No, that's not the way it goes. It is heart or mind. These are the two areas. Does this make sense? Yeah. And frankly, they feed off of each other, right? It's this 18-inch journey that feeds off of each other. If my mind possesses it, it can actually leak into my heart. Also, my heart possesses it, it can leak into my head. Does that make sense? So this is a guard. Peace actually guards me from anything else that could come my way. What would that guard what would that what would those things be that come my way? Why would I need to be guarded by peace? Maybe like things. I, I don't know, just things that aren't of the Lord and outside stuff. Totally. What's the opposite of peace? Violence. Turmoil. One okay. Violence, what? Jaden? Turmoil. Turmoil, Katie? Anxiety. Anxiety, Blake? Disturbance. Yeah, stress. All of these things. So if... Here, can I go out on a limb tonight? Yeah. If you experience any of I'm sorry, I asked you for permission. I really didn't want it. I just felt right to say. Um, but when you're experiencing any of these things, guess what? You're not guarded with peace. Not because it's Jesus's fault, not because it's God's fault, but actually because it's your fault. He gave you the keys to this. Does this make sense? Right? He puts these guards up, and I can say, well, actually, I'm going to open the gate and let them in. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, I'll leave the garage open. You can come in and steal my car. Right? That's kind of the way it goes. Sometimes, in our own lack, we leave our guard down. 
And we say, well, I'm not experiencing peace in my life right now. Well, <laughs> wonder why, right? Yeah. This, this thing called peace, and I, I guess why I'm getting into this is because I need you guys to know peace before you can make peace, right? I, I, you have to understand what peace is in its entire nature in order for me to go ever try to make it. And I want you to catch this. Peace is not just a mere feeling. It's a person. Peace is not just a mere feeling. It is a person. This is not you in tranquil mind. <laughs> This is not you in a meditational state. This is not limiting the presence of God to one thing. Yeah. Peace is not just a feeling, it's a person. Can you feel peace when you're in the midst of everything else around you in chaos? Yes, you can. The only way you can is because of Jesus Christ. Not because I can feel good, but because of Jesus who dwells in me. If I seek out just to feel peace, and then I try to be a peacemaker, I'm just trying to make that person feel that way. Does that make sense? And yeah, it might work. You know, especially if you're, you're kind of similar to that person, sure, it'll work for a little bit, and it'll make them feel peace. But wouldn't it be better to introduce them to peace itself, himself? Yeah. Peace is Jesus. When I know Jesus, I know peace. Peace is Jesus. Jesus is peace. They're interchangeable. It's one of his names, the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah. I really want you guys to grab onto that. Of like, I can't just try to make and set the atmosphere properly so that somebody will feel peace. It doesn't work that way. The only way it works is if I introduce them to Jesus. That's peace. Make sense? Mm -hmm. When you think of peace, what's the image that comes into your guys' mind? Anybody want to take a shot? Come on, have fun with me. I think of Jesus calming the storm. Jesus calming the storm, cool. Think of a dove. You think of what? A dove. A dove? Yes. Good. I think of purple and blue. Purple and blue? Hmm? Thomas says a calm ship. I don't know what that means, but a calm ship. Okay. Everything going smoothly. Yeah, 
So we all have different representations of what peace looks like. Some of you guys, most of your guys' responses were a, a, how do I say this properly, a response to turmoil. Right? Yeah. I think it's more than that, though. Right? I feel at peace right now, and there's no turmoil in my life. Yeah. Right? Do I feel at peace when everything is going perfectly just because of my situation and my circumstance or because I know peace, because I know the person of peace, right? We can get those kind of mixed up from time to time. It's like, well, everything's going good, so I'm peaceful, man, right? And, but I think maybe there, there, there's something in this of like, because, okay, what I see a lot in Christian community is seeking out turmoil so I can experience that level of peace that I've once felt. Yeah. Okay. So see it often, right? This is not good because <laughs> all you're looking for is a tranquil high, not peace, not peace, right? So I want to stretch you all tonight and say, hey, everything's going pretty good in your life. Congratulations. You still no peace peace is not timed is not tied to circumstance and situation it can be and i'm glad that it is but it's not exclusively right i should feel at peace all of the time why because i know jesus does that make sense yeah jesus is peace Period. Okay. Good, good. Everybody all right? Let me get some more hot water here. Then we'll dive back in. Everybody turn to Isaiah 57. It'll be verse 18 and 19. Okay, here I am. 18 and 19. me read this and then we'll kind of talk through it okay so isaiah 57 verse 18 it reads i have seen his ways but i will heal him i will lead him and restore him and, sorry and restore comfort to him and his mourners and, and to his mourners sorry creating the praise of the lips peace peace to him who is far and to him who is near says the Lord, and I will heal him. Okay, cool. So what, what, why am I reading that? Because it says peace in it twice? <laughs> no, no, I'm not reading it. This is one of those moments because remember all these beatitudes are Jesus saying what? Remember. Remember, excellent, good, good. So 
All of these Beatitudes are Jesus reminding us of a prophecy, correct? So this, I have seen his ways, but I will heal him, right? Well, who, who, who's talking here, right? Anybody want to set the scene here? I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. The Lord is saying, I have seen his ways, <laughs> but I will heal him, correct? I will lead him. I will restore comfort to him and to his mourners. Yes? Are you seeing that all the, what the Lord is saying? Yes? Yeah. And then 19, creating the praise of the lips, peace, peace to him who is far and to him who is near says the Lord, and I will heal him, okay? So he's not, this isn't just for some folks. This isn't just for other folks. It's for all folks, people who are near and far, yes? And Jesus is reminding us what his peace actually does cover. Yes? Okay, now go to one other one with me. Isaiah 16, or, sorry, Isaiah 6D, 6 zero. Verse 17. And it reads this. Sorry. What did you say? What was the verse? Isaiah 60, 17. It reads, instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron... I will bring silver instead of wood, bronze, and instead of stones, iron. I will make peace your administrators and righteousness your overseers. Okay? So what's going on here? He will break peace, obviously because we're talking about peace. All of the other ones, cool. But since we're talking about peace, for the sake of time, so I'm not taking up all of your evening, is I will make peace your administrators. What's an administrator? A leader. A leader. Okay, cool. What else? I'd say like an organizer. Like not diminishing at all, but an organizer. It is, right? I don't know about you guys, but admin stuff is not fun. No. Right? Admin stuff is kind of more of ordinary things, correct? He'll make peace in all of the ordinary things, right? That first one that we read in Isaiah 57 was all about, okay, there's some kind of ailment going on, and he's going to heal, and he's going to comfort, and he's going to do all of these things. But in 60, it's, okay, there's this exchanging going on, and I will make peace your administrators and righteousness your overseers. So he's going to bring peace, period. He can't help himself. Are you grasping this? Yeah. He can't help himself but bring peace, right? So blessed are the peacemakers. And then the second half is what? For they shall be called children of God. Isn't this interesting the way this is written? 
and then we'll get into a couple more pieces of scripture. For they shall be called. Isn't that interesting to you guys? Usually it's like you are. Right? You are a child of God. But in this, Jesus is saying you shall be called a child of God. You with me? Are you seeing the differences here? You're talking back at Matthew 9, correct? Uh, Matthew 5, 9. Yeah. Cool. Yep, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back on to our main point. Thanks for clarifying. So, in other, in other spots, like I said, it is are. You are children of God. You are sons and daughter of the king, right? In this, you shall be called children of God, right? So, it almost means, yes, we are children of God, but are we actually going to be called children of God if we're not abiding in this, right? That kind of challenges me a little bit. Will I be okay with just who I am as a creation, as a child of God, or am I willing to take on the identity being called a child of God? You see the difference here? I cannot escape even the most sinful person we could chalk up to be. They are still a child of God, correct? Why? Yeah. He's a creator. Nobody else can create except for him. So therefore, ta-da, yes? <laughs> Hope we're on the same page here, right? So then what this means is everybody, is everybody who has ever lived, will live, and has lived is a child, a, a child of God, right? It's part of just their DNA, essentially, okay? Yeah. But then if I'm a blessed peacemaker, I will be actually called this. That should do something to you. Mm-hmm. That should be like, oh frick! <laughs> like, cool. I find I finally understood that I'm a child of God, but now is He gonna call me one? You know. And so it's like, okay, am I actually because I am being a blessed peacemaker, because I am instilling peace, and because I am reconciling, re- sorry, reconciling nations, because I am getting rid of division, I am. Being a peacemaker, I'm, I'm, I'm instilling Jesus's covenant to the world. Then the Lord is going to look at me and call me a child of God. This is not just DNA. This is identity. This isn't just DNA. This is character. DNA is just cool. My, my blood points to that, right? Right? I'm not diminishing the blood, but my blood, all blood points to Jesus. Yes? Whether it's mine or the most sinful person in the world, right? All blood points to Jesus. That, therefore, child of God, DNA. Created. Yes? But then being called a child of God is very different, right? It's a little bit different when. Jaden, your dad looks at you and says, you're my son. Yeah. Instead of calling you, hey, son. Hey, son, dinner's ready. Right? There's something different there. Does this make sense? Yeah. I hope this is making sense because I'm, I'm trying to paint this as well as I can. There's- yeah, I think of it as like, 
I think of it as uh, like something when you do something in public and your dad's like, yeah, that's my son, like to other people, like, hey, I instilled that in him. Um, that's kind of where my mind went, where like, yeah, it's, I've instilled in that. I'm proud of him because of that. Um, exactly. That's, that's where I was getting to is like, okay, he is willing to put his own name behind yours. Did you hear me? He's willing to put his own name behind yours. Right? I, your parents don't just call you daughter or son for no reason. It's especially when you achieve something, when you're a blessed peacemaker in the kingdom, he's saying that he is mine. She is There, that person is reflecting me, mm-hmm. right? More than DNA, it's character. It's almost this proudness, this pride. Isn't that cool? Yeah. But blessed are the peace, peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Okay. Yeah. So how do we do this? Right? How do I bring peace <laughs> to a very unpeaceful world? Well, the simple answer is Jesus. Yeah. Right? But I already have my preconceived notion of what that looks like. <laughs> so, turn to Romans 12. And we'll be in verse 9. Everybody there? Yeah. All right. I'm going to read till 21. I know it's a lot of verses, but just bear with me. Let love be genuine. Arbor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo. Did you hear? Listen. Outdo one another in showing honor. (laughs) That sounds good to my competitive spirit. All right. Outdo one another in showing honor. I love it. Okay. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. This is how. Remember? Just listen. Okay, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Do you hear that? Good. Verse 13, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not be prideful, but associate with the least of these. Yes? Okay, and never be wise in your own sight. Verse 17. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. 
catching this? This is huge. Okay, 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Did you catch that? Let me pause here for a second. If Paul prefaces this with, if possible, so far as it depends on you. So as much as you can, yes? Mm -hmm. That's all, I, there you go. As much as you can, as much as you can live peaceably with all. Blessed are the peacemakers, yes? Cool, let's keep going. Beloved, 19, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. And then, verse 20, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So there's the how, guys. I mean, it's, it's there right in front of us in Scripture. And it even has a nice break for you, Blake. So it's 9 through 21, and there's a little caption header above it. So you know exactly where to start and where to end. Right? This is huge, guys. That's it? Well, let's look at one more. Hebrews 12. Well, verse 10. This one will be shorter. And we'll close with this. What was the verse again? Verse 10. 10. Ready? Yeah. Okay, here it is. For they, for they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. This is what Zach's talking about uh, uh, when we started, right? It's like, okay, I love when the Lord convicts me because this is what happens, right? So let me yeah. show verse 10. For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he, God Almighty, disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. And then verse 11, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but rather it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. You catch that? For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So if you've been trained by peace, you're going to yield the fruit. Catching? Yeah. You with me still? Yeah. Cool. So I guess to tie a bow on all of this, I know there was a lot of a lot of Lex rambling tonight, but 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. So here's my little benediction to you. Jesus has sent you out to be his representative to bring peace to the nations. Period. Also, if I lack peace, I need more of Jesus. Not in hopes of getting peace, but because I just need more of Jesus. <laughs> right? No strings attached to that. I just need more of Jesus. I guarantee all of these things will fade away. Yeah. And peace will be gained. And the fruits of righteousness will be gained. Yes? Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, Lord, we just... We ask that you would just download this revelation to us tonight. That, Lord, you would set up divine appointments for us this week and next week so that we could be your peacemakers. Lord, I, I pray that um, we would be obedient, that we would be quick to listen and quick to act to you of how you have set these things up in front of us. Lord, I, I pray that we would be we would be the best examples of who you are to a broken world who's never read your word. Thank you, Lord. I pray that we would re, as a people in this Zoom chat, we would redefine what this passage means and what this verse means to the rest of the world. Where in all other circles, it's being taken out of context. I pray that you would make us the context that we would fulfill this verse lord hmm. not for our sake not for our own tooting of pride but for all you for your glory lord yes lord. We honor you jesus we love you lord we thank you for your word we thank you for your word and may we never get sick of hearing your voice. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen.